Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. The sense of frustration has become epidemic, and nowhere are these problems more prevalent than with personal finance and investing. Building wealth is a confusing, complex, big elephant to swallow. Where are you supposed to find the time to become a financial expert and learn what is necessary to build your wealth? We live in a world of duality, up and down, light and dark, hot and cold, etc. Just as there are outer laws of money, there must be inner laws. Outer laws include things like business knowledge, money management, and investment strategies. These are essential, but the inner game is just as important. The fact is your thinking and your beliefs are a critical part of what determines the level of your success. My guest today is Todd Clary, owner of Clarity Financial Coaching. Many have discovered hiring a financial coach provides a competitive advantage by leveraging your time with specialized financial expertise that cuts through the clutter, confusion, and contradictory information by teaching you only what is relevant, efficiently, and with a minimum of hassle. So welcome, Todd. Thank you very much. Well, let's begin with the idea that as a coach, you most likely have to start with understanding your client's attitude toward money and where did it originate? Absolutely. When I sit down with an initial consultation with a client, a lot of that is asking the individual's questions that dig in deep to how did they get to where they are financially? What were the decisions and what drove those decisions? Was there fear? Was there uncertainty? Were there bad influences? Who knows? We need to dig down into that and understand where it's all coming from before we go to move forward with how they're going to make it better in the future. Absolutely. I call it the roots, right? Yep. You got to dig into the roots to Absolutely. reproduce the fruits. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's so much that is out there. And a lot of this, of course, developed when we were young. Right? Very much. You grew up in a household. What was the language around money? Was there language around money? I mean, I can remember really never talking about it with my parents until a divorce. And then my mother, now all of a sudden the breadwinner, had to lay it out for us and go, there ain't much left, kids. <laughs> it's an unfortunate but all too common scenario. Absolutely. In life nowadays. Yeah. So I've, I've actually talked with people who have gone all the way up into retirement years, never having really managed their personal finances well. And so I can come alongside them wherever they're at, whether they're in retirement ages, whatever situations they've suddenly found themselves in, or if they're just looking for a way to do their current goals better, I come alongside them find out where they're at, and help them build that solid foundation for going forward. Yeah. Well, because a lot of this is behavior, right? And, you know, Absolutely. as someone who helps people start businesses, 
I don't say if you're not well at managing your money personally, you don't magically become an expert when you start a business. Absolutely not. It takes it takes a special kind of person that could seemingly do that. They they were paying attention and to all of the lessons they were learning through their mistakes, and that's how they got good. Because the one of the quotes that I find, and I forget who said it first, is success is not um, is not a clear road, and it's not. It's really just the difference of standing on top of your piles of failure rather than being crushed underneath it. Absolutely. Well, let, let's talk about you know financial coaching. I mean, there's coaching for everything. I, one of my favorite analogies is you know Tiger Woods can't see himself swing. That's why <laughs> even at the top of your game, you have coaches. And so financial coaching is this you know something that people are new to or it's it's a really new kind of thing and a more individual take on just your personal finances you've probably seen that there is a pardon the pun but a wealth of people willing to help you with your investments um, with your retirement planning and all those things that help grow money that you already have but there's not a very large supply of people helping you get to the point where you have that money to invest. In order to invest, in order to build wealth, you need to have some wealth to actually build on. And so I'm coming into that to help people in that area where they feel like, man, there is too much month at the end of the money. Or maybe they do make a lot of money and it's just all going away. They, they don't understand where it's all going. So they say to themselves, we make too much money to feel as broke as we do all the time. And that's the kind of thing that I can help with. Building the, you mentioned behaviors, building those solid behaviors where now instead of just sending your money away to all of the other things that make other people rich, you're keeping it. And so that as you build up your own little pile, then you can help hire other people to help you grow it faster. Right, well, so first is discovery and admitting that maybe I have, and it's not really a problem, but a lot of people really have no idea how much money they spend every month. And like you say, you can, you can make a huge paycheck, but if you're still in debt or behind on your bills at the end of the month, you have to look at your spending behavior. Then you have people that save too much money, mm -hmm. right? So they're not putting it back out there or living Right? If you yeah. have tinfoil antenna on your TV, but you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a little bit of uh, incongruency there, if you will. I don't want to coach people to live so frugally that they have the tinfoil antenna on their TV. I want you to be able to build up that money and then go do one of those other great things with it. Enjoy it. You need to save some of it. You should give some of it. And you should spend some of it whether that spending is for all the essentials or just on yourself. Go out, have a nice car, have a nice house. Don't let those things own you in the long term. Yeah, well, let, let's talk about that because money is a tool. Absolutely. And most people are either driven by it or afraid of it. And so let, let's talk about that for just a moment. So part of that attitude or helping people realize that money is a tool is to look at, like you said, how are you using this tool, mm -hmm. right? So you must do some deep dive questionnaires, 
confrontation. <laughs> Sometimes I have to sit down with a client and confront them as, what is what does this look like? Why is this even so? A lot of this comes down to just looking at an individual's budget. Maybe they've never really done a budget before. Maybe they have done a budget before, but life came across with a 20-pound sledge and cracked them across the head. Fortunately, they survived, but now they're in a different mess. All of that requires sitting down and asking those hard questions. Why are you spending your money on this, that, and the other? And more than that, where are you wanting to go? Because having the goal in mind is great, and then we need to understand where you're at. So hard questions, absolutely. Do you need to be spending money on, say, gardening in the middle of winter? You, you have been spending money on, say, a very large subscription to Hulu. You got Hulu Live for the Olympics, and that was two years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> Things like that. What do all of these numbers mean? I will sit down and specifically walk through your budget with you and help you understand do these things make sense based on where you are saying you want to go? Do you find that people are surprised at some of what is discovered or even angry at some of what is discovered? I haven't found a lot of anger so far, but I have found a, a bit of surprise when they actually look at their money and understand where it's all been going. I have talked with people that have been well into their retirement years, like I mentioned, and never really sat down and did a budget. But when they did, found out they're living significantly beyond their means, especially if something unexpected like a layoff happens. There's some fear there, not necessarily some anger, but definitely extra stress put on someone at a time in their life where they should be focusing more on other things, taking care of themselves, taking care of their family, not worrying about, gosh, how many times can I prepare Alpo? Right, right. So, and yeah, let's hit on that stress. I mean, money is one of those subjects or, you know, the more, you know, the older you get, the more you start to realize how did money become so important? And for a lot of people that haven't done a lot of study in the area of money, where you mm -hmm. realize it really is just a tool it shouldn't be driving every decision you make and you should be having fun in life. Mm -hmm. But I imagine that once you're through that process, just in discovery, discovery is first. And then from that, um, you take away, I'm sure, quite a bit of stress. Yes, especially as we start to work through the actual numbers. I can work through a process to help people understand how they can pay off their debt faster. And when they start seeing the numbers check off, you can almost see a visible sense of relief as they start seeing that there is hope toward the future. And that's one of the reasons why I got into this is because in my, in my other jobs that I have held, I realized that I really love talking with people about money, especially the wise ways of handling it personally. Do this rather than that. Understand what you're doing with your money. Why are you pursuing a certain goal? You know, if you're looking to buy a house, why are you looking to buy a house? Do you intend to live here for a while? If so, maybe that's a good idea, maybe not. The, these kinds of things. So having a goal in mind and working towards those goals, it's a lot easier when sometimes like you are a financial coach, you are not 
invested. In other words, whatever decisions they make are going to be their decisions. There's no right or wrong at this point. It's just having somebody else with that 30,000 foot view coming in and going, let's talk about how you think about money, what's your attitude, where did that come from, and then let's start to really focus on what is now. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. The baseline. The baseline. <laughs> To get you to where you want to get to the goals. Yes. All right. Well, we have to go to break. Okay. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Todd Clary, who is the owner of Clarity Financial Coaching. And I imagine, Todd, that people can reach you. Your phone number, 775-530-3394. And we'll be right back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Welcome back. This is Sherry Hill having a great conversation with Todd Clary, who is a financial coach. He is the owner of Clarity Financial Coaching. And Todd... Let's talk about the difference. I mean, there's a lot of people that call themselves financial something, right? Mm -hmm. Advisors and planners and managers, Mm -hmm. but you actually are a financial coach. Give me the definition of what that is. So a financial coach is someone who's going to help you understand how you behave with your money. We, uh, We dig deep into your behaviors, your choices, the reasons behind them, and also how to get to where you want to go moving forward. It's said that financial literacy is only about 20% head knowledge, but it's 80% behavior. And so that's what I help you with. I help you understand your behavior, improve your behavior, so that you can reach those goals those financially. Right, right. And so in financial coaching, so you're working one-on-one with me, you're not advising me about what to invest in? Absolutely or- not. That is not something that I am licensed to do and is not something I'm interested in doing. I'm interested in working in concert with other financial advisors, financial planners, people that have gone through the training to help my clients grow the wealth that they've started to accumulate. But I am not myself a financial advisor or planner. I am not going to sell you insurance. I'm not going to sell you investments or anything like that. I'm going to help you understand your behavior with your money. And from that, once I understand my behavior, I'm going to be a better decision maker. Absolutely. You'll start to see patterns in your own behavior and you can exercise your will to change those behaviors toward a better future for yourself and your family. So how important is it for, like, as parents with young people in our home to start understanding how our behavior is going to affect our children? It's extremely important because your children will catch a lot of your actions and your words more than probably any kind of active teaching role you would do with them because they see you act 24 hours out of a day 
Okay, not 24, mm -hmm. everyone sleeps. But the point is still there. Whereas if you try and take a few minutes to try and teach them something, that's, that's not a whole lot of time in the day. So it's really important that you model the correct behavior that you want your kids to embody as well as helping them to teach that. Well, teach also that. It's, it's language. Absolutely. So, you know, we've all heard that money doesn't grow on trees. What do you think I am? You know, the, the richest person in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so when, when you start to realize that those impressions happen very early, very young, and that is how we learn. So mm -hmm. the modeling of the verbal behavior and actions and how when I'm standing in the grocery store, like my grandmother never used a credit card. She had a wad of cash. She spent cash on everything. She ended up um, quite well off and yet never had debt. I, I imagine that's very <laughs> true. That's something that I'm in trying to my wife and I have been trying to model in our lives for the last several years, and we model it with our kids, too. I got an allowance when I was growing up, but I don't give my kids an allowance. I pay them. I give them money for work they do around the house. There are some jobs that they get paid for. There are some jobs that they do just because that is kind of the price of the free room and board they get for living under our house. And so it's really important that we're teaching them in that way, but my wife and I we spend cash. We don't use credit cards. We use debit cards, if anything. And so that money comes immediately out of our accounts as if we were spending cash. And it does make, it does make a difference in how you look at spending your money. It feels differently when the money is coming out right away instead of, well, can I transfer the balance onto this card just to get advantage of the points and the miles or things like that, or even just the simple fact that oftentimes we're paying a credit card bill 30 days after we made the purchase. And with interest. With, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> with interest, but we've completely pushed it out of our brain with everything else that's happened in the last 30 days. Personally, I hated that. I hated having that feeling of, I have all this money in the account, but it's really not that large because there's a significant amount coming out in the next week or so. Yeah. How important is it for, you know, a lot of young people that are entering into relationships, maybe it's marriage or living together, to have these kinds of conversations or understanding the different financial money blueprint that each one of us comes into that relationship with? It's one of those really big cornerstones of a relationship that any successful long-term relationship should, you should have agreement on. Things like kids, do you want some? How many? You should have agreement on that. You should have agreement on possibly religion. Are you of the same faith? If not, can you live together even though you're not of the same faith? Money is another big thing. What are, what are each person's habits coming into the relationship? Does one person love debt and the other doesn't? Well, that's going to cause significant amounts of strife later on, especially if you're trying to be on the same page. So as you say, money is a very important thing to get out on the table of how you each handle it when coming into any kind of relationship. Absolutely. And so this is where financial coaching can come in also because you can take each person individually mm -hmm. and then as a couple to try and help them. How, how do you cohabitate together or really, um, because again, when we talk about this is all coming from how you grew up as young people and your beliefs and your actions, is this something where change might be a good thing? 
Mm -hmm. Right? That's an important thing to get out on the table, especially when each party better understands the other person's perspective, where they're coming from and how they behave. Oftentimes what we find, the old adage still is fairly true, opposites attract. A person who is rather um, frugal with their money, saves a lot of their money, is oftentimes going to be attracted to someone who is more free with their money, spends a lot, and vice versa. And so, But that causes a conflict when you come together because someone who wants to save all the money usually has a more visceral reaction to a, someone who spends a lot of money because it, it activates security problems. Yeah, stress. In, yeah. Creates so, stress, right? Absolutely. And also then as we, you know, click through life and now you're reaching a point where retirement is potentially real. And I don't mean retirement like I'm going to quit my job tomorrow kind of retirement, but how do you want to live in your golden years? Mm -hmm. And so what are the things that are important today that, you know, 10, 15 years from now you want to make sure you're preparing for? That can be really important. I haven't quite got to the point with many of my clients, we're still mostly dealing with just settling the basic financial foundation. Let's get all of our habits correct from the get-go. Let's talk together. Let's understand each other more. Let's have a common set of goals going forward. And let's together spend the money as a couple, as a family, moving toward those later goals and getting agreement and just understanding how the understanding the path toward there is really what I deal with more. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, you know, money we can talk about a lot, right? I mean, there's gazillion books written on it and Absolutely. it's a lot about wealth and success. And one of the most important aspects of using money as a tool is how you use it. And so you mentioned early on giving some of it away or being philanthropic with it. And some of that philanthropy can even be towards your own family, putting a kid through college. Oh, yes. That can be an incredible blessing, not just for the person who's getting the money, but for you as well. To be in a position where you're like, we have accumulated all this money that we can make such a big difference in someone else's life. It's almost self-centered, self-interested, if you will, because you get such a boost out of seeing someone else's life affected so positively. And so that's another selfish way of bringing people along this path as a goal of what what good can you do for other people to feel better about yourself really absolutely and and i'm also of the adage i mean this is a real plan it's called die broke and so that <laughs> means that you have spent it enjoyed it I, I'm always fascinated by people that try and accumulate all this wealth so they can give it to their kids. And it's like, why? Why aren't you enjoying the life and what you've worked toward? Doesn't mean you can't be generous and giving, but to work this hard to give it to your kids, I, I don't understand. You don't understand that, really? Yes. Well, personally, I would like to leave a little bit to my children, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it on the way up. We are definitely going to employ all of these habits to build a significant amount into retirement, but we are going to use, my wife and I, we want to travel places, we want to go see things, we want to be generous and giving and bless other people's lives, but some of those are our kids. And if we leave something behind for them or their grandkids, 
that would be an amazing legacy to leave behind. But it doesn't mean we're just going to be stingy with everything along the way. Well, absolutely. I mean, you always you know hear about the guy that buried the fortune in his backyard. He dies, and some distant relative ends up with it. Good for them. Well, good but, for them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, well, Todd, what? Um, we don't have a lot of time, so what's a final message that you want to share with people? This is Todd Clary, Clarity Financial Coaching, and to reach out to him, you want to hit his phone number, 530-3394. And what's a final message you want to share with our listeners? Well, a study was done a, a few years ago that found that almost 80% of American households are living paycheck to paycheck. That means if they miss any paycheck for whatever reason, they couldn't work, work was late on the paychecks, which happens from time to time in small business or anything, they've got a problem. They may not have the money they need to buy food. They may miss their rent and incur a late fee or things like that. What happens is people don't have to live that way. And there's a way forward and if you don't know what that is and you don't know the behaviors that you need, call me. Let's talk it through. I want to come alongside you wherever you're at in your journey, whether you're struggling with money or you're just unsure of how to proceed toward a brighter future. And let's work together. Let's understand your situation. I'll give you the information you need, maybe even a kick in the butt if necessary. And we'll get you and I'll inject that hope you need to move forward toward your brighter financial future. Absolutely. So encouraging for those that have no hope and for those that just want a little uh, way to be a better money manager personally, personally, I think it's an awesome idea. So Todd, thank you for being here. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.